Welcome to every single one of you. Glory be to Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. We bless the Lord for a brand new year. Father, we honor you. We bless and give you praise and glory and honor. We are here, God, to submit our lives to you. The working of your spirit. All things become possible to those who believe. We believe that 2023 is the year of your release. That sons and daughters will be released into their destiny. You're releasing the wisdom, the structures, the strategies for every family and every household in this place. But they, everybody will be saved from a perverse generation. Everybody said amen in this church. Amen and amen. Well, it's good to see you this morning. Good to be in the house and of course, starting our fast in the morning. One amen and seven grunts. Just, I want you to preach to your neighbor and say, neighbor, my flesh is unruly. <laughs> your flesh hates to fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at, no, don't, don't point at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor me. No, don't, don't preach at your neighbor. Preach say, neighbor, I want you to know that my flesh likes to sit in front of the TV, likes to eat Christmas puddings, wants a holiday, will jump up and down if, they, if, if I'm going on holiday and my husband is coming. But when I say, the dis when I say my flesh must fast, listen to me. Eve ate herself out of house and home. Ah, oh, Jesus. Man, I don't like fasting. But I love the rewards of fasting. I love it. My flesh screams. But the power of a fast is like, you know, think about when your wife calls you to clean that, you know, the, the sink is blocked. It's, there's oils and muck in that pipes. And you need to clean those things. And the fast does that. The spiritual clogging that you've got, it flushes out. Because the Holy Spirit's ready. But there's a problem in your thinking and in your soulish realm that is clogged with all kinds of rubbish. And the day you begin a fast, you flush out that rubbish. It's the plunger that you put down your spiritual pipe and say, this thing must break in the name of Jesus. There's some things that will not move in your life until you begin to fast. And tell your neighbor, you're not going to die. Let them know that people die of overeating, not eating less. Amen. So we're coming into a season of having to, we do it annually. People do it various times, you know, and there's sometimes God will ask you to fast in between the year as well and do some things. But this, 
fast is really important. I don't know who's been in the battle, but two o'clock this morning, mentally, it's like I felt like I was losing my mind. And I'm, God, what is going on here? And the Lord woke me up this morning and showed me that and reminded me that the battle field is the mind. And the enemy has ramped up his attack. And you must know that when you begin to fast, you stop feeding the thing that's feeding you. That's why it's called a Twitter feed. That's why it's called a live stream or a your, 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 your social media stuff. You're going to have to get, you have to shut it down. It's taken me days. I've just been turning the TV off and just so I can get my mind right. And all sorts of crazy stuff in my mind. And the Lord says our focus is going to be on a couple of things this season, this fast. One, of course, we're going to fast for the nation. But two is we're going to target your mind. 21 days, there will be a soul satisfaction inside of you. You see, you prosper in your hands and you are in good health depending upon what's happening in your soul. They will prosper and be in good health even as their souls prosper. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your crazy emotions, the thoughts going through your mind. If, I mean, I just, I couldn't even remember my dreams. That's what it's been like for a long time. This morning I woke up with a clear dream from the Lord about something that God has shown about our family. And I could tell my wife, this is what God is saying. But that is after I, go, I went and I attacked the mind. I went after something very specific because if you don't fix what's in your mind, sound decisions come from a sound mind. And hear this apostle, what you need for this year, you're going to need to make sound decisions. Where we're going to for the next three and a half years, you need to take this thing seriously. Have a look at how the enemies ramped up all kinds of things around media and education and coming after the family structures. And we need to walk around with a sound mind. And the nations are coming to the church and you must have an answer for your pe the people. Listen to this apostle. It is the year where the enemy is ramping up his attack on the mind of people. And you must have an answer. And I wondered because, you know, I, I do my annual... Um, watch of the movie called The Matrix. If you haven't seen it yet, you don't know me. You don't know why we're here. And there's one part of the movie that I've never seen before that every time I watch it, I find something new that comes from that movie. It's, it's very powerful. And you must know that the people are living in a matrix. And the matrix is what's feeding people. And sometimes it's difficult to get people off from the matrix. It's the world system. They fight you to stay on that system. And so many people have switched kingdoms, but they haven't switched systems. We've thought on that. 
And the one part in the movie is when he's at a rail station and he has to fight one of these, these guys. This is Neo. And he's having to fight these guys. And something happened that just that the only part that stuck with me in the movie is that they started doing their whole dancing thing and shooting and shooting and then they both end up in the air. And the enemy says, you're empty. And he turns around and says, and so are you. When the enemy comes after you this year, you better have something to say. He's the prince of the air. That whole scene is so powerful. He's the prince of the air. And in the air, if you don't have something to say, the enemy will come after you. He's walking around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And if you don't understand the power of the word of God and have something to say when it comes for your children and your family and your home, I'm telling you today, we are preparing a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Because when that enemy comes and he tells you, you're not going to make it, you've got to say to him, God is my supply. And you can't wait for that thing to manifest on the ground. You must meet it in the air and say, devil, I know you think you're the prince of the air, but I've let you come to let you know that I have something to say for my family. My family will live and not die this year. My children will walk in victory this year. You've got to get up and say it. You better have something to say. And that's why you must go after what's happening in your mind. If you don't go to bed at night with a scripture, and you don't wake up in the morning with the scripture, you are in trouble. And that's why this fast, please be seated for a, for, for, for a few minutes. This fast is going to be one where we're going to pray for the nation, but we're going to target what's happening in your mind. You have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God that is formed within you. Wednesday night we'll be having service here. I'll be teaching on some things and we'll bring to understand what causes this thing. Because if I can deal with it in the air and shift the atmosphere of my home, my home will walk in victory this year. I said you will all walk in victory this year. Ezra chapter 8 verse 21 please. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from Him the right way. Don't you come and tell me the, the government is leading you the right way. If you haven't woken up to that, that there is a problem in the nation, you are still bound by the matrix. The matrix is, is feeding you. When you get into a time of fasting, it's that you stop feeding on one level and you start feasting on a different level you get into the word of God and let the word of God feed you and begin to strengthen you and that you have the mind of Christ it's really important this year, I'm equipping you for what's coming you can't throw another variant in the atmosphere and think we're going to sit back and just take whatever comes the devil is a liar we have something to say listen to what I'm saying to you, it's been announced that there's a variant in the atmosphere. You were supposed to meet that thing before it falls to the ground. Everybody shout, not here. Say, not here. Say, Psalm 91 is my portion. You must have something to say. 
I proclaim the fast there at the river of harbor that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from Him the right way. Everybody say the right way. Don't you let your children come and tell you and change the culture of the home and, and, and decide what life looks like. There is a right way with God, not just for you, for our little ones and all our possessions. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road. You have an enemy you're going to meet on the road this year, and you must have something to say. And that's why your fast this season becomes really important. Because we had spoken to the king saying, The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him. But his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So he fasted and entreated our God for this. And years after 21 days, and even before 21 days are over, everybody shouted. And he, say it loud. Say it like today you did eat something. And he answered our prayer. When you pray this time, it's going to be fun. Because you're going to pray in the morning. And by lunchtime and noon, you're going to have an answer. You're going to know what to do. And then you're going to pray again. And by evening time, you're going to have another answer. Because the church is, there are believers in this place. So you, 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 we're going to get into a place of understanding the importance of your mind. First uh, Peter chapter 1 verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of what? Your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conform yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance. You cannot play the ignorance card this year. Everybody put your hand on your head and say, Lord, give me understanding. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the, your, the time of your stay here in fear. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Mm. There is another scripture. It says that you need to sanctify yourself. First Peter 3.14 says, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks for a reason, uh, a reason for the hope that is in you. To sanctify simply means to set apart to a sacred or for a sacred purpose. It's to be free from the weight and sin, or so as to make productive and set apart for holiness. 
So God does not decide who becomes a vessel of honor. In a great house, you're in a great house. 2 Timothy 2.20 says, There are vessels for honor and some for dishonor, some for noble use, some for ignoble use. And it says, if you cleanse yourself, you become a vessel of honor. So that, that tells you, God does not decide who becomes a vessel of honor. We do. When I allow God to cleanse me and rid me from things, I become a vessel of honor for the kingdom of God. So fasting and praying prepares us for His power to flow through us. Can we just pray this prayer together? Lift your hands, let's pray. Say, Lord, cleanse me, sanctify me, and make me a vessel of honor. Prepare me for all that you prepared for me. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want us to touch a bit on the Joseph anointing. We're going to have communion. And um, we're really going to prepare for this. And if you're not a part of the WhatsApp group, there's a WhatsApp group that we have. If you can put that number up for everybody. Please just connect with us there because I will be sending voice notes and some uh, prayer points throughout the week. To help you connect and so there's a team that distributes it so if you can be a part of that you will be part you'll get in on the voice notes and of course any kind of messages that will help you and um, scripture that will help you fix your mind the first week we're going to be dealing with the spirit of understanding and how you can fix your mind and live life on purpose you can't be carrying the dream of god with a confused mind when God releases you this year, it is because you have a sound mind. Amen. So we're dealing this morning, and my sermon this morning is Joseph is the key. There is an anointing, the Joseph anointing. We've been preaching about that New Year's Eve. And I want you to know that there's more to Joseph this morning than Joseph carrying a dream. There's something that makes the dream come to pass and there's a certain kind of attitude that Joseph has and a kind of mindset and certain tests that he passed that allows you to understand that when God, when you've passed those tests, God gives you the key. Joseph just doesn't get the key to get out of prison. Joseph is ready to get out of prison. So anybody that does not gone through tests and has got the wrong attitude, you stay locked up. Not physically, spiritually. God does not release your inheritance to you until you begin to behave a certain way and there's a shaping that takes place inside of you. So Joseph is living life on purpose. He's going through tests, but he's passing those tests. He's coming out with a testimony. That will be your test. That will be your testimony this year that you passed your tests. Have a look at this scripture. Go with me. I'm going to read Genesis chapter 39, verse 1 to 23. It's the whole chapter, but it's needed for you to understand. So Joseph is carrying a dream. He's got the cloak, the coat of favor. Everybody likes to know about that. The blessing is on him. His father has chosen him above all the other brothers. And Joseph is now, his brothers become jealous because he has a dream, throws him into a pit. They think that they're trying to kill him, 
But it was just at the right timing that the Ishmaelites came by and gave him free transportation to his destiny. So when the blessing is on you, they can't kill you. I'm going to say it this side. When the blessing is on you, even though they hate you, they can't kill you. You will live long and you will live strong this year because the blessing of the Lord is on you. Your name is Joseph and you're holding a key. The reason why Joseph can't die before his time is because Joseph is holding the key. So Joseph is thrown into the pit. The Ishmaelites come, a band of Ishmaelites, and they sell him into slavery. But even though they call him a slave, Joseph knows he's anointed. He ends up in part of his house, and he's busy serving in part of his house. And here's what we need to pick up. Because there are two tests you must watch in Genesis chapter 39 that you need to know exactly what you need to pass this year. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with, put your name in there, and she was a successful woman. Come on, say it loud. You must have something to say in the atmosphere. Come on, somebody. This is your year, 2023. The Lord is with Pastor Max, uh, and he's a successful man. Come on, say that over your business. Say it, uh, come on, have something to say in the atmosphere. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your home. Speak it over your 2023. This is the year. Whatever I put my hands to, it will prosper. My name is Joseph. I have a Joseph anointing upon my life, and my home will prosper. Everybody shouted, Amen. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw, someone's going to see that God is with you. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Please don't, don't be silent. It's your moment to shout, that's mine. Whatever I put, look at your hands, prophesy to those hands, and say, whatever I put my hands to this year, it must prosper. Come on, speak to your hands and say, hands, whatever you're going to put your hands to this year, it's going to prosper in the name of Jesus. So Joseph found favor in his sight. You see, it's one thing to have favor with God. It's something else to have favor with man. The Bible says Jesus grew in stature, in favor with God and with man. Oh, I'm so favored of the Lord. Let's see it with other people. And served him. Then he made him overseer. Please go back one. Then he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had put, he had put under his authority. So it was from that time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. Your company is blessed because you are there. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. You need to understand the power of the blessing when the blessing is on you. People around you get blessed because you are there. I'm reminded about the flight I took to Cape Town. I had to preach in Cape Town after my service here. And, and it's lunchtime. We're on a flight. And there's an old lady that's been on the flight. Her two sons are sitting. She's sitting between, in between the two of them. And she's so nervous. And she's holding on. And she's like, I can't do this flight. And she wants to weep. And she's so anxious and nervous. And I nudged the, the, the son. I said, let your mother know that Umfundis is here. 
Let her know that I am in this plane. The plane can't go down because I am here. She's blessed because I am in the plane. Everybody shout yes. Look at your neighbor say, the Lord's blessing you because of me. Amen. And the blessing of the Lord was on all. That will be your testimony this year. The blessing of the Lord will be on everything that you have in your house and in your business, in the field. Where you are blessed in the city, you are blessed in the field. You are blessed going out, you are blessed coming in. Whatever you put your hands to this year, it will prosper. Shout the blessing is on me. Yours is important for your testing. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph, Pastor Max, was handsome in form and appearance. Don't get mad at me. 60 never looked this good. Come on, somebody. And it came to pass after these things. You're going to smile a little more this year. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be full of joy this year. Amen. Your life will be full of joy. Amen. Watch now. Here's the first test. There are two tests that you must pass this year. If you're going to carry the Joseph anointing. The first one is money. The way you handle money. The Bible says that whatever he put in Joseph's hand, he did not even know what is in Joseph's hand because Joseph managed well. When you're dealing with the Joseph anointing, it's a management anointing. It's the ability to manage wealth. And if you can't manage 10 rand, God can never put 100 rand in your hand. Because God is looking at your management ability. That's why what is greater, faith or management? Management, because after we faith for the thing, can you manage the thing? Pray one more time and say, Lord, bless these hands. Give me the, put your hand on your, on your head and say, Lord, give me the mind of Christ. You're not going to just spend unnecessarily and keep making the same mistakes. You don't have a money problem. You have a management problem. Well, after we faith for it, you must know how to manage it. First test is money. Here's your second test. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. I'm managing his house well. And he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against your husband? What did he say? He says, I'm sinning against God. The two tests, one is money, the second is morality. You need to keep it pure. You need to hear me why you need to fast in the season. You need to turn that social media thing off, that access to that pornography, your impure thing that you've been doing. You need to shut it down. Because you cannot carry the Joseph anointing going, walking with immorality. 
lusting after girls and getting involved in all kinds of things, you've just disqualified. God will never put millions in your hands because you'll just open up a big brothel. You need to keep it pure this year. Who will ascend into the heel of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. You need to understand that you need to deal with that thing that you need to turn that TV off, you need to turn that internet off, and you need to go and seek the face of God. And when the enemy wants to bring that thing that's been feeding you, you better shut that thing down and say, I'm going to feed on the word of God. David put it this way. He said, thy word I've hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Don't you kid yourself and think that God doesn't see. The Holy Spirit's within you. He doesn't leave you when you go and do your own thing. He doesn't leave you when you walk into a certain movie or get involved in certain relationships impure. He doesn't leave you because you're alone. You're not alone. You, 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 you're, not, you, you're not alone. He's with you. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God dwells in you? So you cannot claim to have the Joseph anointing without walking and understanding morality and purity. He says, I'm, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against my God? So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day. You think that that temptation is going to go away. Jesus said, pray lest you fall into temptation. You think it's going to go away. You better be armed every morning, every night. The mental struggle that people are dealing with is because that feed on social media is feeding you. And your mind has to take in every image. Then it's the, someone else's quote. Then someone else has got an issue. Then that one is celebrating a wedding. Then that one is dealing with death. Then that one is sick. Then that one's got an attitude. Then that one don't like you. And that, I mean, it goes on and on and on. When are you going to stop it? You need to shut that thing down this year. Give your mind a rest. I'll teach on Wednesday night about your mind being the animal. That carries you. You don't, you don't walk with your feet. You walk with your mind. You don't chew with your mouth. If your mind doesn't send the signal, you're chewing nothing. How are you treating your animal? Your mind. How are you treating it? It's the only thing that you must take responsibility for. Renewal of your mind is your responsibility. That you're not conforming to this world. So day by day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside. She wouldn't stop. You think the devil's going to let you go? That she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. There's days you just need to run, man. I'm running to the altar. I'm running back to Jesus. I'm running back to his word. I'm going to come back. Come on, you need to repent and run back to Jesus. Come on, don't. If, if, you, if you backslid, then slide back to Jesus. Come on, somebody. 
And he fled outside. Verse 14 says, That she called to the men of her house and spoke to him, saying, She has brought into us a Hebrew to mock us. He came in to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that he had lifted my voice and cri- I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. So he's wrongfully accused. So she kept his garment with her until his master came home. Then she spoke with him these words saying, the Hebrew came to mock us, verse 18. It happened, um, he fled, verse 19 please. And so when his master heard these words which his wife spoke to him, saying, your servant did to me after this manner that his anger was aroused. Then Joseph's master took him and put him in the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. Now watch this. Morality and money. Management. You must pass these tests. You need to manage what God puts in your hand. You need to manage it well. Your business and where we're going to. But the Lord was with Joseph, even in prison. If you maintain your integrity, you'll get back everything that the enemy stole. And showed him mercy and gave him favor. Because favor don't leave you. If you maintain your integrity, the favor of God will follow you wherever you go. No matter what the enemy does. The favor of God is upon your life. And in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there... It was his doing. Because Joseph managed well. Are you with me? Don't get quiet. You need to manage well this year. In fact, for the next three and a half years, pay attention to where you're spending your money, how you're managing your home affairs, how you're dealing with things in your house, what you're purchasing. Go and look at that wardrobe and go and find the many things you purchased that you haven't even worn. Last verse. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything. What kind of integrity has this boy got? That wouldn't even look into the accounts, wouldn't look into any kind of management, wouldn't look and, and have him a supervisor over him. Oh, the supervisor's not here, I can get to steal. No, you don't get to do that. Because you're sinning against God and the anointing of God upon your life says, if I... If I, I I I can't get into immorality because God's watching. I can't even take a pencil from my boss because I am Joseph. And there's an anointing of God upon my life. And I'm not going to read my Bible during working hours. Woo! It's not your time. Take your lunch hour and go and read your Bible. You're getting paid to work there. Jesus help us in this church Am I in the right church this morning? Yeah, until you're the boss You'll understand what it is To have people live, come under you And not work And say, well the Lord gave me a word We don't pay you in this place for what you do We pay you, we pay you for what you solve And if you're not solving the problem You are the problem And whatever he put his hands to Now let's, let's get into this I want you to see something today about the importance of a scripture. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. Come on, Holland. You need to move this morning. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. 
You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. The Bible says in the King James Version says, uh, if you can, switch to King James. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Final verse. Verse 16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So let's deal with the salt of the earth. That's what he calls you. Now watch Joseph. Because Joseph is going to be the one salt on the earth. Salt is for preservation. So Joseph's anointing is for preservation. It's to preserve the nations from destruction. It also is, salt is also for flavor, for character and uniqueness. It is for seasoning. It means that it can influence the whole pot. When salt is added to the pot, there is an impact on everything. That's what you've been called to do. So salt is so unique in, in that the way it, it gives off its flavor and affects everything that it does, right? And the Bible says, but if you lose your saltiness, what does that mean? If you lose your uniqueness, if you lose your character, you're the salt of the earth, but if you lose, if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? So it means that you become worthless. Even though you got the great gift, it's your character that when God sends you into a place, you then begin to flavor the place because you can't dance with the world and get kingdom results. I mean, you can't influence the world if you look like the world, act like the world, go into the world, and they can't tell the difference between you and the world. The reason why God is sending you this year is because you are salty. God wants to make you and bring your character, your, your integrity, your life, not just your gift. It's got to do with your saltiness. There is something, this is what it means. It says that you are worthless. What does that mean? It means that you are good for nothing. There is something good in you, but nothing good comes out of you. That's what it means. So if Joseph is going to impact the world and Joseph is going to be the one that's going to carry the source, he's going to be the source of God's deliverance and he's going to hold the key, then Joseph must have integrity then Joseph can't go dancing with the world. Not because I not even get mad at, at, at uh, Mrs. Potiphar. So something happens to you. It's like you were singing without a voice. You were lion but without a roar. You were bird but you cannot fly. That's what he's really saying. So a preacher must be worth his salt. It doesn't mean I come and preach to you every Sunday morning. It means that in my, my, my days that I'm off, my integrity, it's my, my relationship with God, my fasting and my praying, there's got to be integrity inside of me. There's another word for it. It means that you'll be excluded from the kingdom. It means you get thrown out. Not because you're not gifted, but because you lack the integrity. You lost your saltiness. 
And the enemy uses that thing to trample you under and make you feel bad. And now you're condemned. And you feel like, you know, you're a sinner. And does God love me? We are dealing with governmental issues. You're struggling with your low self-esteem. Why? Because sin makes cowards of men. This is the year you're going to get back your saltiness. This is the year you're going to walk in integrity. This is the year your yes is going to be yes and your no is going to be no. This is the year you're going to begin to walk as a child of a living God, knowing that when I said I'm going to do a thing, I'm going to do a thing. When I said I'll be there, I will be there. When a woman comes knocking on the door, I'm going to say I've made a covenant with my eyes. I won't even look upon a woman to lust after her. This is the year that your woman going to begin to shut that thing down not go looking for a man that God can bring a man and God can honor that bed and your bed will remain pure and undefiled because this is the year of your release you'll be released from every kind of bondage I know you want the money I know you want the favor I know you want the blessing I know you want the house I know you want the business but you must maintain your integrity you need to shout yes don't you play games in the kingdom like God doesn't see. There's a real reason why people aren't getting it. Clean hands and a pure heart this year. The Bible says you'll be excluded. You'll be thrown out. Number three, you'll be scorned. Trampled underfoot. You lose your uniqueness. Keep yourself pure for your husband, man. Keep yourself pure. He's coming. Be like an Esther. Keep yourself pure. Doesn't never happen. In, it happened for some people in 2022. But this is your year. But you want to give yourself pure to your husband. Here's the thing about, about saltiness. It's also got to do with your uniqueness. It's got to do with how unique you are. So when you... When, when you are salty, people honor you at the table. Because you bring your uniqueness. You are supposed to bring your best to the table. Don't give God your leftovers. If you're going to worship the Lord, this is not a show. You come to honor Him. This is not about your hairdo. Look good and look pretty and smell good, but hide behind the cross. We need to see Jesus. We wish to see Jesus. When I become an imitator, not an originator, I've lost my salt. You bring your best to the table, and now it's time for you to shine. God's going to do this. In this year, you can't, you can't hide your gift anymore. So, so when Joseph is called, Joseph is going to shave. He's going to change his clothing, but he's going to meet with Pharaoh because it's taken him 14 years to have one conversation. May the Lord help you and prepare because some conversations only comes once in your lifetime. 
That God will bring somebody before you that when you present your, your presentation and your business idea and you bring kingdom revelation, you're going to be ready because you've been prayed up, you've been fasting, you've been praying. Come on, somebody. God has prepared you for that moment. The time is coming. Esther, when it's your turn, you better come to the table and you better look your best because when that man shows up and God's got a plan for your life, things are going to happen for you so fast this year. It's going to make your head spin only because you are prepared. Everybody shall prepare. So when God begins to move you, He's going to expose you this year. Visibility is coming, the Lord said. What is a bushel? Don't hide. Please move forward on that verse. You are light in the world. That can be hidden. Come on, move forward. King James Version. Neither do men light a candle. When you get... When you, when you begin to fast and pray, you begin to light the gift that's on the inside of you. But it must, you don't put it under a bushel. What is a bushel? A bushel is a system of measurement. A bushel signifies both the quantity or capacity and the vessel which will contain the quantity. Here's a scripture for you this year. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 12. Read with me, please. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves, they put themselves under men's bushel, a measuring stick that the world gives you. These people love to do that. I must do this because the world's doing it. No, the devil is a liar. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, they're not wise people. You don't let the world put you under their measuring stick. Don't let the world tell you what, you, what your capacity is and your capability is. God's about to do a brand new work in your life and in mine this year. And you're not going to look like anybody else. You're going to look like a child of a living God with the anointing of God upon your life. And Joseph, you are unique. You are favored of the Lord. You have the coat of many colors. Wherever you go, God is about to anoint somebody in this place. As he anoints your head with fresh oil, your cup will run over and the world will not be able to find a measuring stick. There is Nobody to measure my vision. Nobody can measure my life. I'm about to break out into a brand new season. Come on, you coming out? Shout, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. So who's measuring you? Every time, if you didn't get so many likes, who's measuring you? You don't be measured by your title. You don't be measured by your degree. You are measured by the anointing of God upon your life. Mm. I want to move forward of something because of the sake of time. Joseph is the key. But Joseph can handle the seven mountains. Please look at this. The seven mountains, his family, his religion, his government, his education, its economics, arts and entertainment, media. Proverbs 9 verse 1 says, Wisdom has hewn out her seven pillars. What is a pillar for in a house? To hold up the house. So what holds up society are these pillars. 
And your children are affected by, in your life by every one of them. So Joseph, when he gets in there, he's a family man. He's, he brings the family together. There was, the family was separated. The brothers thought that Joseph was mad at them. The father was separated from the sons. But they all came to live in Goshen. Joseph made it possible for the family to come together. This year you must walk in unity. I'm speaking to you and your family. Let there be no strife of your family. You need the power of agreement in your home that one can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. And if you are single and by yourself, you belong in this house and in this family, you need to walk in unity. Come on, where there's unity, there's a commanded blessing. We are a family. you got to hear me, God's going to bless every one of us. Not just one of us, but every one of us. In this house, you are son and daughter of this house. You are blessed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You are walking in the same anointing. You're experiencing the same blessing wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever you put your hands to, it must prosper. Why? You belong to a family that is blessed. There's nobody cursed under the sound of my voice. You are anointed, Joseph. You have wisdom, Joseph. You're walking in integrity. You can handle what God puts in your hand this year. You're going to be a one that is loving and kind and generous. But you love unity. Everybody shout unity. Joseph worked in government. He became prime minister. He's handling the affairs. So, family mountain, government mountain. He then educates them of how to go and distribute, puts a strategy and educates them of how to build storehouses and save 20%. So he's involved in the education mountain. He then develops, of course, the, the, the economy. He saves them from economy, so you're dealing with the, 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 the economic mountain. Here's the one that is quite interesting. Of course, the media mountain was announced because they rode the chariot and he was riding second chariot and he was saying, bow the knee. Because everybody's going to see, that's media. Everybody knew that Joseph was second in charge. So Joseph touches almost all the mountains. You're going to touch every one of them this year. But Joseph is key. When Joseph understands who he is, you begin to understand the power Mm. He, he unpacks Pharaoh's dream Pharaoh has a nightmare He unpacks it But he goes onto the religious mountain And where everybody could not understand How to interpret the dream He went before God And the Bible says um, That Joseph The wisdom of God manifested Because he, he was the one that could fast and pray And seek the face of God And God gave him a revelation Of what to deal with in the earth let me, let, me, let me end with this. I want to move to the New Testament. Holy Ghost, you've got to help me this morning. Please put up my, my, my um, slide, please. I want you to just take note on this one because it's really, really important. Joseph has a vision. Joseph knows how to build structures, systems. He has a strategy of how to save the nation. And he's then got this culture and community. He's got this way of how they can function as a people. Joseph, his name is, is a fruitful bough. But um, before I get into the others, let's get into Exodus chapter 1. I'll end in the New Testament and show you what it really means for you th this morning. So watch now. Joseph's carrying a vision. 
But the end of the day, he's got to have the culture changed for everybody. Joseph dies, but his structures, his strategy, and his systems were so strong, so strong, that even after he died, the people continued with the culture of the kingdom. Watch this. And Joseph died, all his brothers, and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful. The children of Kingdom Life Embassy, read with me, were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mightily. And the land was filled with them. Read it one more time. But the children of Kingdom Life Embassy were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty, and the land was filled with them. Why? Because when Joseph, when you have a culture, everybody's fruitful. It's not a breakthrough for one person. Every family is fruitful. Every family will increase. Every family will increase abundantly. You will multiply. You will grow exceedingly mighty this year. Everybody in Kingdom Life Embassy shouted, Amen. Next verse. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Kingdom Life Embassy are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And it happened in the event of war that they also join our enemies and fight against us and so go up out of the land. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. And they built, and they built four pharaoh supply cities of Python and Ramses. Read with me. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew and they were in dread of the children of Israel. I want you to read this one more time and read it loud. That no matter what the enemy does for you this year, no matter what kind of pressure he puts you under this year, potential doesn't ooze out. Potential is squeezed out. So if you're going to put me under pressure this year, we're going to multiply and we're going to grow. If you put me under any kind of pressure, I want the devil to know that we're going to get stronger this year. We're going to multiply this year. We're going to grow as a church this year. The church will multiply. Our businesses will increase. There's an anointing, everybody. I don't know who's been under pressure, but I've come to let you know this is kingdom soil. There is an anointing. The blessing is on us. And if the culture be the kingdom, then there's a power to break from everything demonic, satanic, and unrighteous. You bring condemnation, and you bring temptation, and you bring all kinds of pressure. I'm coming out this year. Shout it, yes. Shout, yes. Say, I'm going to get better this year. I'm going to grow this year. I'm going to multiply this year. I'm going to increase this year. This is what is your portion. You are blessed with believing Abraham. The blessing is on you. Say, no matter the pressure, I'm going to get better. Come on. Say, no matter the pressure, I'm going to get better. This is the year. This is the year that the children break free. This is the year that the church rises up. This is the year that we become what God has called us to be. This is my year. This is my year. I'm sitting with the key. I know that God is bringing us through. I know I've been tempted. I know I've been challenged. But this is my year. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. Shout I'm breaking free. Shout I'm being released. Shout I am anointed. Shout
Let's hop quickly to the first, to, to the New Testament. Second Peter, chapter 3, verse 15. So, Jesus leaves the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the pastors, the evangelists. He puts structure in the earth. And you're not allowed to touch the structure. Because the structure is the bones. Joseph's bones never stayed in Egypt. When they moved out of Egypt, the bones moved with him. The structure went with him. So the church is structures here. He then builds systems. The systems are, I'll give you these pastors, these evangelists, the apostles and the prophets, foundational gifts, the prophetic gifts, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So you give them a system to equip the people so they can do the work of the ministry. If we do it the way he gave it, we're going to find the church grow exceedingly mightily because that's the will of God. So what does God do? He's got to give certain gifts to put certain things in place. Second Peter, and consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom, wisdom given to him, has written to you. So Paul the Apostle is given wisdom. Have a look at Peter. What is Peter given? Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, please. Peter's writing about Paul. He says he's got wisdom to build a house because wisdom builds the house. Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Don't let the enemy mess with your identity this year, young ones. If you don't get your identity straight, you'll struggle your whole life trying to figure out who you are and not fulfill your purpose. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bajona. Flesh and blood is not revealed this to you, but my Father is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so the church is built, and I've got to give you keys. So Joseph is the church who has been developed and was in prison. Joseph has been released, but he's released with a key. Because Joseph unlocks his own prison. He says to Peter, the keys are for the kingdom. Anybody who's matured enough has not has preserved their lives and become light and salt, walked with integrity, managing well, I put keys in their hands. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, Paul's given wisdom, but Peter's given the keys. He's letting you know that coming to church, you can get built up, but if you're going to do whatever Joseph has done in the world, you're going to need a key. God don't anoint nothing. God puts anointing on you for purpose. We can't commission you, put a title on you, call you a pastor, but you got no anointing. You got no saltiness. You got no light. You don't bring your uniqueness. 
When we're sending you, Joseph, it's because you've been trained and you've been de- developed, but you are key for where we're going to. Now you know that God needs to give keys to some people. Brian and Aaron, they're out in Port Elizabeth. They're doing this television show. They have a deadline by the end of this month to produce this for Mnet. They've been paid well for it, but they've got to produce. The only reason why they're in there is one day on, in the service, God gave them a key. You can't unlock stuff in the world without the key. But God don't give keys to babies. Because your baby will lock you out of the house and open up for the enemy. Tell your neighbor you must mature this year. So he gives you keys. Now watch here. And then we can end. So Joseph has the key to unlock the nations. Peter's also saying that The revelation of the kingdom is what you're sitting with, Peter. I'm going to use this to build my church, but I'm also going to know that there is an availability of keys to unlock some things. There is a family mountain. There's an economic mountain. There is a media and arts entertainment mountain. There's a government mountain. There is a mountain that you can, in education. Where are all the educators? Where are all the teachers? Lift your hands, please. I want to see you. Don't hide. In schools, where are you? God's about to do some things with educators this year. The teachers will be released in the season. Because they are needed in the season. You've got to be bold and you've got to be courageous. Because you're going to sit with the key to the education mountain. I had to repent last night. The Lord says, do you remember 10 years ago, son? I gave you four change. And there was a woman by the name of Daphne that came and begged me. She says, please, you need to do something in Ranfontein. We put teams together and God sent us to sow seed in the education mountain. I'm commanding the harvest of that thing this year. We're going to do things at education mountain. Those children will not sit with us. Listen, if that's all the children know, can we blame them? But if we just stand alongside and say, listen, there is an alternative. It's called the kingdom of God. Where are the kingdom people in this place? Joseph, you are in this place. The Lord says, this is the reason why I gave you the education mountain that you can go into the schools and teach the children their identity. The Lord must help us. So, let's end with this. Acts chapter 12 and verse 1. Don't you miss your season. God wants to put keys in someone's hands this morning. If you can start to bring some structure and some strategy and some systems into your place, into your life. And let the fast do it for you. Too many people are concerned about what God puts in their hands. But you need to know the ways of God. The children looked for the acts of God. Moses knew the ways of God. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to arrest some from the church. This is the world system harassing the church. It's no different. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it would please the Jews. It's amazing how the world gets stronger because the people are getting more excited because the church is being persecuted. The Bible's promise that persecution is coming. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Peter's got the key. 
Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered to him four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter, who's got the keys, was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Somebody in this place doesn't even know that they're holding a Joseph key and anointing. And the only way you can be set free from that prison if the church is praying for you. 21 days of fasting and praying. When this is done, someone's going to walk out here and say, I found a key. The key to my destiny. Someone, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep on preaching until you begin to understand the importance. That while you understand that Joseph was in prison, God did things supernaturally through, through, through Pharaoh and gave him a nightmare. But what happens in the New Testament is the church is praying. You don't come out of prison outside of prayer. I'm talking spiritually. People don't even know what's on them. They're anointed. They're multimillionaires. They're here on the family mountain, media mountain. They don't even know what they're capable of until you come to the church. Because only the church's prayer can set you free. I'm going to say it one more time. You're not going to find the key of the kingdom in the world. You're only going to find the key of the kingdom in the church. Because you can't separate the church and the kingdom. The kingdom is not the church. But you cannot go and function in the kingdom. The church is the vehicle through which the kingdom moves. So if we're going to stand and not pray, then the kingdom's going nowhere. But there's a believing church and there's a praying church in this place. Because when we begin to pray, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Happen. I said something's going to happen. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer. Are you hearing me, church? 21 days, constant prayer. People say I'm attacked in my body, attacked in my finances, attacked in my family. A real attack is one when you can't pray. Because the prayer, the Prayer is, takes you into the causal realm. A real attack on your life is if you can't pray. That's a real attack. When the, de- when the devil... Give me the scripture. You quickly, okay, we'll come back to this. I'll end up with the fasting scripture that's on there. I haven't given you this one, but you'll find it for me. It's on my banner. Matthew. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered him to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door, keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. So he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that he was, what was done by the angel was real. But thought it was, he was seeing a vision. 
When they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city. Are you hearing the Spirit of the Lord? Are you gaining revelation that when the anointing comes upon us and we're going to pray, whoever's been bound in prison, it's not even a work of man. It's the angels that will come and take you out of your prison gate, but not only just out of your prison gate. It's going to lead you into the gates of the city that you can touch the media mountain, that you can touch the arts and entertainment, that you can touch the education mountain, that you can go into government. Are you hearing the Spirit of the Lord speak to you this morning? Because whoever's guarding those posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. Is somebody hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying? You're not going to struggle and toil this year. If your prayer life is right, if you begin to press into God, your fasting and your prayer, I'm seeing gates opened with no sweat this year because the burden removing, yoke destroying, power of God. Are you hearing me? This is not by power. This is not by might. This is by my Spirit, says the Lord. Shout yes. Gates will open to you this season on its own accord. If you can get it right in the spirit and pray in the spirit and do business with God on your knees. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. My God, that God can take you from the church in a prison space, give you keys open up those doors, take you into the city, the gates begin to open, and the angel says, that's your portion. Someone's going to hear me. This is the year of your release. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered and released me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. And there were many who were gathered together praying. They were still praying. They were praying, but the answer was knocking at the door. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. And when she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, it is his angel. Now Peter continued knocking. I'm letting somebody know that this year, your aunts will be knocking on your door. And I'm telling you, God's not going to stop knocking until you open up the door to your destiny and allow the Spirit of the Lord to move in your family and in your home. But your home will never be the same again. You're going to have fun in the Spirit, says the Lord. You're going to see answered prayer even as you are praying. When you get up from your prayer, you're going to hear the answer knocking already on the door because those who believe all things are possible. Come on, when we pray, we believe that we receive it and it is done. Shout yes. When they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Hmm. This is the season. I have the team up. Your integrity. Your vow before God in these next 21 days. To get off the juice. Get off the thing that's feeding you. Get into the Word of God. I am telling you, it's going to be worth the ride. It's going to save you throughout this year. Because you're going to take Scripture to memory. 
And as you begin to study about the kingdom of God, God's going to open up doors to you. And as you pray, God's about to release you into the city as an answer to someone else's prayer. Your target is going to be real this year. 21 days, you're either going to skip one meal. For my household, I'm only having one meal. I'll eat for two hours or in between two hours. The rest of the time I'll be fasting. You've got to make, up a, make your vow and say if it's six, between six and six, you can do it. If I'm going to skip lunch, I'm going to go and sit in the word of God. But I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me. And I want to hear God's voice above every other voice. And if you read your Bible, if you read the Logos, a rhema word will come for you. If you want to start anywhere, start in the book of John. Read the Gospels. Read the book of Acts. Just go and read as much as you can. But just allow the Word of God to wash you and to cleanse you. If you're not in the Word of God, all you're on is a terrible diet. You are replacing one thing with the other. You're you in, you, you, you indulging God in the season. That's what you're doing. And you're allowing God to make you a vessel. And you're allowing God to speak to you. And that His thoughts will take preeminence over every other thought in your life. That you're going to ask God in every family situation, in every married, marital situation, financial decision. There are a couple of decisions that you must make this year and implement them. But you need to be accurate. And once God has spoken, the Bible says He teaches you to profit and leads you by the way that you should go. And you're going to become a key. God's going to shape you according to your gifting, your personality, and your purpose in the earth. He knows exactly why you were born. And so when you're fasting and praying, you can separate Paul, uh, so, uh, Barnabas, for the work that I've called him to do. God begins to separate you from the crowd when you're fasting and praying. But he gives you a key for where you need to go to. Please hear me today. Do not attend church anymore like, I'm just going to church. You've come looking for a key. And the way God works with the key, and He makes you the key, He shapes your life according to what is needed for the nations. So Joseph's life, even though you're dealing with a coat of many colors, how do you make a coat of many colors? You've got to bring many colors together. And you've got to do a zigzag stitch to join it. So God knows the path that I take. Even though it looks like zigzag, God is shaping my life. And there's a coat being made that fits you and your family specifically. Because you are needed with your gifting, with your personality, with your experiences, with the dream and everything else. You become a key. You become a key that can unlock the destiny of your family and for your home. Please pay, pay careful attention in the season. Who you are. You're not sitting here by accident. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. It's not just that the coat of favor comes on you. Go and watch how that coat was made. Go and watch what God had to do through Peter so that he can have the key. In his denial and his mistake and God's restoration upon his life that God would get him to preach the first sermon and 3,000 people got saved. Because it's all of your, your personality, your gifting, your experience, your mistakes, your whatever. God is shaping his people. Because God is making you a key. You don't get given a key. You become the key. 
You're ignoring like your flaws or, or thinking that God is not concerned about the way your attitude. Joseph was smiling all the time. Whatever it was, everything about your life matters because I want you to think about your life not as this is my name and this is what I do. Think of your life as a key to someone else's destiny and how God is going to shape you unique in the way He builds you, in the way He deals with you. Listen to me, nobody fails a test with God. You only get to sit for the exam again. This is one year you're coming through. This is one year you're going to pass your tests. This is one year you're going to walk in your integrity. This is one year you're going to be quick to repent. This is one year you're going to make right with people very quickly. This is the one year you're going to, the prompting of the Holy Ghost. You're going to move quickly with the Holy Spirit. Because this is the year you're going to follow after God's instruction. What is God doing with you? Oh, where's the money? God is shaping you and your greed. Some people, I used to get to a point of angry when I was working in the world. When I ran out of money at the end of the month. Don't look at me like that. Pastor Z had her white lounge suite. Nobody had to even, you couldn't even sit on it. Idol worshipped her furniture. Until God said, give it away. Because there are things that you're holding on to that's taking and occupying the place of God in your heart. This is one year, lift your hand. God's going to make you a key. He's not going to give you the key. He's going to make you the key. He's making you that you can handle your kingdom assignment and the purpose for which you were born. Every attitude, every bit of unforgiveness, your gossiping of other people, your slandering, all of that must go in this fast. You need to repent quickly of those things before the Lord. Mindsets that are contrary to the word of God. Speaking about other people all the time, yet that fingers are pointing at you. Father, we just thank you this morning. I want you to stand to your feet, please. Sanctify me. Pray that, pray that before the Lord. Sanctify me. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a vessel that you can use. I want to be the key that unlocks destinies for people. In the education mountain, in government, I want to be pure. A vessel that you can be, that can be used, sanctified useful for the master I hear my God what you've done with Joseph I hear what you did with Peter I see the requirement of somebody who becomes a key for the kingdom that the anointing of God upon my life I will be a manager a good manager of the wealth you put in my hands whatever I'm sitting with right now whether it be the car that I have that needs to be clean I will become a vessel of honor everything you put in my hands I'm gonna cleanse I'm gonna I'm gonna work with what you've given me and I'm gonna thank you 
Even if it's a, the car is not 100% yet, this is not the vehicle, but I'm going to wash this car. I'm going to maintain this car. And the job that I have right now, I'm going to be honorable in the marketplace and in the workplace. I'm going to be honorable no matter where I'm positioned, whatever's put into my care and into my hands. I'm going to be a vessel of honor. Come on, make that vow and that commitment to the Lord. 21 days and the anointing of God upon your life that you become a good steward that you become a man and a woman of integrity, that you walk in the fullness of God's blessing. In the name of Jesus.